the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. When it comes to your investments and retirement, in this economy, it's important to be smart. And with the Smart Investor Hour heard right here on AM 1420 The Answer, you'll get both smart and intelligent information you'll need to help with your investing. So sit back, listen, and learn with your host of the Smart Investor Hour, Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's hot out there. Woo. I mean, it's when it's hot that this hot this early in the morning, you know, <laughs> by noon here in Ohio, we're going to be toasty. Well, let's start thinking positively anyway. I, I said this to my son a couple of months back. Be so good, they can't ignore you. Steve Martin. It makes no difference where you go. There you are. And it makes no difference what you have. There's always more to want. Until you are happy with who you are, you'll never be happy because of what you have. Zig Ziglar. And if you've never read any of his books, I highly recommend it. If you want to get pumped up, that's the way to do it. We were lucky enough to grow up in an environment where there was always much encouragement to children to pursue intellectual interest, to investigate whatever aroused curiosity. Orville Wright. (laughs) Ah. Every one minute you spend in planning will save you at least three minutes in execution. I can't remember. I think that was the chairman of DuPont. Failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It is a temporary detour, not a dead end. That's Dennis Waitley, by the way. Okay, so uh, I always talk about my webpage just briefly at, at the front of the um, front of the show. And I look, a couple ways you can get there. You can Google or, or Bing or... You can do a Twitter search, you can do a Facebook search, and you can hit Tim Hayes Radio, and I show up. All right? You can always tell it's mine because it always says, remember, buy low, sell high on the front page, the top part of the front page. Uh, also, you know, if you if you miss part of the show or you miss a couple shows and you want to hear, you know, what I said, uh, or you can't sleep, <laughs> for that matter, you know, you can always go to WHK1420. And they have a podcast. And, and if you go down to my podcast, you can get any of my podcasts you want. You can go back. and this, this guy tell the truth about, you know, recommending oil back last August? You know, you can check it out, okay? But you can also go to, from that from that webpage, you can go directly to my webpage. They're intermingled, okay? So that's another way you can do it. Or, there, you know, the traditional way is www.rbcwm. FA.com slash Tim Hayes slash. That's easy enough. You can also catch up with me on LinkedIn, by the way. Uh, look, some interesting things have been happening. And, um, you know, I talked about legacy. Uh, we had a study that we sponsored, which is, I think, is really dynamite. Uh, and if you want to talk about your legacy, you know, uh, I have a whole bunch of stuff we can talk about. All right. But we also have some fact sheets now. Uh, that I think are very important to people. And a lot of people don't know anything about Medicare and you should, uh, we have some fact sheets, government healthcare fundamentals. Highly recommend that. 
Uh, we also have Medicare basic facts, uh, Medicare key numbers, enrollment consideration facts. We also have a woman's guide to health care, uh, caring for aging parents, health care and retirement. Uh, any of that stuff you can get, they're, they're brief, but they're very informative, okay? Uh, so all you have to do is go to my webpage, uh, you know, Google Tim Hayes Radio, whatever you want to do, um, go to WHK, or call me, 888-223-7742. That's 888-223-7742. We'll send those out to you. We also have uh, our global energy ideas. You know, energy's up 10 bucks from last week. That's a lot. Uh, you'll see it in the gas tank pretty soon, uh, I'm, I'm suspecting. Also, our, our, our best small cap ideas, which I think are really good, and our guided portfolio, man, that's really been, that's been just cruising. Uh, our top picks, our, t- our dividend growth portfolio, our prime income list, you know, they're all available. You can also sign up for our, our uh, uh, newsletter. I've got a new le- newsletter for Ju- July. Uh, we have a quiz for you, some financial facts that might surprise you, and a couple other things there. And, you know, I, a lot of people were interested in this. I got a lot of calls on this. Uh, we do have a large life insurance company that has a life insurance contract that they're going to pay 5%. Uh, it's a five-year uh, commitment, though, okay? Uh, but that's two times the 10-year, well, it's almost two times the 10-year Treasury bond yield. Uh, they're yielding 2.8%. So, uh, But, you know, it does have some fees if you want to get out, so as insurance contracts do. So there we go. Um, uh, if you like information, obviously, you know, go to the web page. You know, according to the uh, biannual study sponsored by the U.S. Department of Labor, 75% of the 25 to 55, 54-year-olds who lost their jobs between 2011 and 2015 uh, that they held for three or more years have been reemployed by 2016. Um, for 55 to 64-year-olds, uh, in contrast, the figure is 60%. How's that, huh? Uh, China is producing more steel than the rest of the world combined. They uh, produced a mammoth 76.7 million tons of steel in April, more than the 71.6 that the rest of the world uh, put together. And uh, bottled water is now the number one beverage product in the U.S. for the second year running. It grew to 13.7 million gallons a year. That's a 7% increase, by the way. And uh, sales totaled eighteen point five billion. That's an increase of eight point eight. By the way, what I, I what I find interesting is there's several companies out there that are doing nothing, and and uh, not only are they selling pop and soft drinks, but they're also selling water and lots of it, and nobody's paying attention. Uh, interesting. So water is becoming a a growth industry, and believe me, India is hurting for water, so it, it will become a bigger growth industry. Uh, as we always say here, we're going to talk about, we're going to start from the top and we'll move our way down. We have a process on the show, and I have a process. Uh, and successful investors who do the right thing time after time. Now, look, you're never 100% right in our business. If you're right seven out of 10 times, you're going to make a lot of money. But you got to have a process that meets certain criteria for risk, et cetera. You know, one of the things we talked about all the time is, is uh, replacing our paychecks with dividends. And I tell you, it's it's there's some interesting stuff going on out there in the dividend world, and you know the staples I talked about just two three weeks ago are up eight nine percent now, and they had three five percent dividends. How's that for a quick you know replacement of the dividend uh, scenario? So uh, we talk about that all the time on the show, and I got a couple more ideas. I'm going to go uh, go on from here. Well, it looks like <laughs> Don Trump and the boys, uh, President Trump, 
have taken off the uh, gloves. They now want out of the uh, WTO, World Trade Organization, and and they're they're just hammering China with more uh, tariffs. Now, who do you think's winning? Well, since it started, China stock market is down twenty three point six percent. I would suggest that the Chinese are losing, and uh, you know they better yell uncle pretty soon, or they they'll have a problem. Now, look, I've been doing this for a pretty long time, and and uh, people ask me, you know. Are you worried about the trade war? Are you worried about the trade war? Well, let's go back to magazine covers. Back in October of 1985 with Ronald Reagan in presidency, uh, Reagan held fast against barriers, but Congress put, uh, pushed for protectionism. It was a Democratic Congress. So, you know, is, 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 is Trump really a Republican, I guess, is the question. Uh, and now we have on the cover of The Economist the threat to world trade. Remember, Magazine covers are there to sell the magazine. They're often wrong. Matter of fact, they're often, you know, you're pretty close to the end of what you see. Okay, so here's a couple things I'm seeing. Uh, I'm, I, I looked at some indexes and and I looked at favorite sectors. And the favorite sectors I like the best are healthcare, retail, internet, software, leisure, and restaurants. And then the ones that are you know really kind of priced right are biotech and business products uh, and machinery. So those are all favorite sectors that look pretty good. The dollar came very close to to breaking through 96 the other day. It pulled back a little bit, but uh, that's kind of interesting. So the dollar, you know, which had been positive, then was negative, uh, became positive again. Some some people ask me about currencies and and emerging markets. Well, when the dollar's growing like that, emerging markets don't do too well. They haven't been doing very well anyway because of the trade wars. And most of them are breaking down. However, if you would have bought the hedged shares, you would have done just fine. Uh, Lori Calcivina, which is who's our new head of uh, our head equity strategist, she says there's she did an institutional investor uh, survey, and there was three important points uh, to note. Fifty percent of the uh, in- investors bullish on stocks, uh, and it's a slight uptick from forty five percent. That's institutional investors now. Second, on valuations, only twenty percent of the Investors believe the market is attractively valued, and 41% believe it's expensive, which is very positive. And finally, the data continues to show investors are buying energy, financials, and gross secular growth stocks. Uh, conversely, investors are looking to sell utilities, technology, and telecommunications with Internet and FANG at the top of their list. Isn't that interesting? FANG's been leading the way. Um, you know, I, I was going to talk a little bit about... Uh, you know, fixed income. What happens when your company gets acquired? You know, what happens if you had uh, Time Warner and AT&T buys you? What happens if you have Fox and, and Disney buys you to your bonds? And that's something you better look into if you own them. <laughs> if you don't know, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't be messing with those or you should sell them right away. All right. Uh, I, I keep coming back to some ideas on, you know, for those who trade out there. Now, I'm, I am more of an investor, but... Uh, I guess the first lesson is practice makes perfect. You know, rarely are you good at something on the first try. Uh, Making money trading is no exception. (laughs) So practice, practice. There's a big, big learning curve. Uh, And if you don't know what you're doing, grab somebody who does. Lesson number two, patience is key. I can't tell you, patience is the most important thing in investing. Warren Buffett will tell you the same thing. 
find opportunities in, in any market at any time. And it's important, you know, a lot of people just go long, but if you're traders, you should be thinking about long and short. Now, I'm not a big short guy, but uh, uh, believe me, there's, I've, I've found places to go long in every market. Also, recognize patterns, okay? Uh, a lot of people don't understand that you, you know, there's patterns out there. That's why we look at stock. That's why we look at charts. You know, charts are just uh, psychological profiles of investors. It's that simple. Lesson number five would be keep doing the things that make you money. Don't change just because you heard of a new technique. If you're making money, you got a process, use it. Don't follow the penny stock hating crowd. Penny stocks are largely hated. Uh, Lot, some people, you know, if you're trading and you're in and out quick, you know, you're, you can turn on a New York City dime. Some people can do them. I don't. <laughs> but I don't hate them. Uh, show, slow and steady wins the race most of the time. Okay? You don't have to get the get rich quick stuff. Quick stuff doesn't work usually. Follow the rules. You know, uh, they're, they're, people try to uh, change the rules all the time, don't that. Keep learning all the time. Uh, look, I, I want to talk about this uh, one thing here, and this is this. Uh, I don't know if I have enough time. Maybe we'll stop uh, midway through. But the S&P 500 rose 22% in 2017. Five companies were responsible for 35%, uh, 25% of the return. Ten companies made up 35% of the return, and 23 accounted for half the return. Apple alone outperformed the bottom 322 stocks on the S&P 500. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. This is Smart Investor Show. Are you enjoying restful nights and radiant days? If you need help getting that quality sleep your body depends on, Quantum Nutrition Labs has two key supplements that help manage an overactive mind and promote deep, restful REM sleep. Melatonin PG and Quantum Sleep. For a limited time, buy two bottles and get the third one free. Relax and rest. Call 888-588-7578. That's 888-588-7578. Or visit us online at qnlabs.com. That's qnlabs.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Marshall, PhD, host of Healthline. Tune in to get your questions answered and hear the latest breakthrough information for you and your family. Our product line, Quantum Nutrition Labs, delivers what others only promise, nutrition that really works. Listen to Healthline with Dr. Bob Marshall, Saturdays at noon on AM 1420. The answer. What's your life worth for a loved one's $100, $200? Seriously? That's what Ohio seems to think. They keep installing $100 stop signs and $200 cross bucks at dangerous railroad crossings instead of installing gates, proven the safest for everyone. Minimal signage? Seriously? Report ungated crossings at angelsontrack.org because bad crossings kill good drivers. Sponsored by Angels on Track, aired by OAB and the station. At RBC Wealth Management, we are proud of our reputation for putting clients' interests first. Our steadfast commitment to helping clients achieve their financial goals includes giving back to the communities we serve. Through supporting youth education, human services, and the arts, we hope to make tomorrow better for everyone. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. 
Okay, we're back, you know, and we were just talking about how so few stocks are determining the outcome of the stock market. And I don't think it's very good, by the way, but the S&P 500 gained 108% over the last five years. 22 companies are responsible for half that gain. 92 companies are responsible for 80% of the returns. The NASDAQ 100 skews even more. The index gained 32% last year. Five companies made up 51% of the return. 25 companies were responsible for 75% of the return. I suggest that relative strength works, but I would also suggest that trees don't grow to the sky. Okay? So if you're out there and you think, uh, you know, just be careful with those those names is what I'm trying to tell you in so many words. Uh, I did there was a, there was a couple things um, I wanted to talk about, uh, but you know I'll just say this: relative strength uh, strategy is not a guarantee. Okay, there are many times where all investors and strategies are unfavorable and depreciate in value. So you you got to be careful with some of these things, but you got to pay attention too. RBC has a new piece out, which I think is really great, and it's called the Imagine 2025 Portfolio. And it's the law of accelerating returns. It's a research report, and it, and it was done with an unprecedented collaboration across the RBC Capital uh, Global Markets Research, I, which I think is really impressive, uh, to identify the themes and opportunities across sectors we believe will become the norm, not the growth area, but the norm by 2025. Our process was brought uh, full circle by asking our global uh, analysis, our global analysts to identify the public companies under their coverage that were positioned most boldly and effectively for the future. And it, it, in, it's several industries. It's global industries, global technology, global financials, global healthcare, global, global telecom and media, global consumer, and global energy. Yes, global energy. All right. So it's called the Imagine 2025 Portfolio, and it's very, uh, you know, look, equity valuations are based on present value of the future cash flows. But most analysts is focused on the next quarter or one or two years, but rarely is this time taken and effort taken you know, to look out seven, eight years when assessing the valuation of a company. So, uh, look, there's some risk involved with making that assessment, all right? Um, but, you know, it's 69 names weighted in uh, 25% industrials, 23% technology, 13% financial, 12% consumers, 10% healthcare, 10% media, uh, and telecom, and 7% energy. So something to think about. You know, I, I talked to uh, our healthcare people, and they talked about a couple things. And they said uh, three things I think that are important. Number one, our 10 key themes to monitor in 2018 – uh, is that investors are more confident in innovation, less confident on earnings power. All right. So, uh, you know, we have uh, it's a good report that people can grab, you know, by Googling Tim Hayes radio and just hitting the contact me. But they see uh, investors see a number of key beats and misses for the year. And it's amazing. Even with the great science, they're uh, they're beating up biotechs when uh, or healthcare stocks, you know, uh, med tech companies. If they don't have the earnings, it's very unusual because the science is there. Uh, and they also said that all the anal- uh, most of the investors out there have mixed expectations for the second half of 2018. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's really kind of interesting. Uh, great report on, you know, who they think uh, people are going to get acquired, you know, that type of thing. And, 
you know, go from there. You know, so everybody uh, suddenly doesn't have exposure to uh, China on CNBC. (laughs) China's down 23%, and so they got hit. So who's losing the trade war right at the moment? I would suggest it's China. And oil and gas was up 10 bucks last week, and we kind of came, you know, we were out of it for a while because it had come too far, and then we, you know, we talked about, Talked about it last week and the week before that. So what we're seeing is uh, some oil and gas names are really interesting, man. I I tell you, I found one where there's been huge insider buying. It's got a $29 book value. It's got $7.50 a share in cash. It's trading at $14. And they just uh, took their 9.5% coupon debt and turned it into 4.25. And And it's going to save them a lot of money. And, you know... If, if, uh, <laughs> if, well, first of all, it's got to take over on it, but it's in the service area. So the service area, oil is going to go up for, stay up for a while before the service area is going to kick into gear. Now, uh, it's Lori uh, Calcivini, uh, our head strategist, upgraded s- small caps to overweight uh, and upgraded them in, in regards to large caps this week. So that's the first time we've heard of that. And we've been talking about small caps all year long, and, and we talked about the valuation difference on the show. So, uh, you know, um, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know, we did have a piece this week on the blog podcast that we talked about uh, universal basic income and, uh, you know, w- what people are are anticipating. And it's it's more based, you know, for the socialists out there, but uh, – uh, you know, it's amazing uh, how many people are talking about it. And, uh, you know, we had a couple of victories. Uh, I mean, we had a outright socialist. Uh, you know, she declares herself a socialist in New York win a Senate seat. So it'll be interesting. She wants to be president. So Bernie Sanders has a backer, I guess. <clears throat> but, you know, uh, socialism is great until you run out of some, somebody else's money. All right. So here's what we've seen this week. And uh, this is uh, stuff from um, Bob Schleimer, Bob Dickey. Dorsey Wright, et cetera. Uh, you know, the short-term pullback likely will be sh- short-lived. And let me explain something to you. Holidays change trends for the most part. Uh, you know, Memorial Day, we're hot. Uh, after Memorial Day, we're off 6%. Another holiday coming up. Uh, I've seen, you know, the U.S. indices pull back, and, you know, they got some pretty good support, at least, at least on the Dow at 2350, and I think the S&P 500 is around 2700. So, you know, we're in this sideways consolidation. Now, the problem with sideways consolidation is you've got to hold the, resist, the, the support, okay? So if it doesn't, then we have another problem. But the technical damage, you can't ignore it. I mean, boy, they beat up some stocks hard. I mean, FedEx got, in one day was just was down big. Um, Netflix was down 40 bucks almost in a day. Uh, or it was $25, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, so they're, they're hammering some of these stocks, and—, and uh, the international stuff is really getting hammered. I mean, Europe's really uh, got beat up, and China really got beat beat up. So, what we're seeing is some rotation points to like uh, you know a, m- a more maturing marketing cycle, a market cycle. I mean, you know, people are starting to buy staples and REITs again. All right, uh, the utility index was up their limit two days in a row, and we talked about that buying yield when it's up. Okay, we've been talking about it for a month, so I hope you did a little bit of it. Uh, now we the banks on Friday were up big, with the exception of J.P. Morgan. I mean, not J.P. Morgan, uh, Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. They were not allowed to increase their dividend or their buyback because their market forces are, are involved. 
But uh, the litmus test for the banks, uh, J.P. Morgan, Bank America, Wells Fargo, all have the ability now to raise their dividend and increase their buybacks, which is uh, positive. So they they went right to their 200-day moving average and took off, which is just what you want. You really want the financials leading the way. Uh, Staples uh, look like uh, they're bottoming on an intermediate-term basis, and Technology and software and service are leadership. Anything in the clouds very leader, uh, is leadering is is leaders. Uh, semiconductors are laggards and and they're diverging a little bit. So industrials up the uptrend uh, breaks are expanding, and I I'm a little worried about that. Uh, but we have come back right to where we're supposed to now. The XLE or the XLI, which is the industrials, uh, the chart looks pretty interesting to me, but. You know, I mentioned the Russell would have a brief uh, reversal, I thought, uh, uh, two weeks ago, and, and we're getting it. And I think we're pretty – I think 1650 on the Russell 2000 is good support. Uh, you know, we got some decent support at 1657, which we were on Friday. Uh, the relative strength is becoming oversold very quickly, which is really good. Uh, the breadth hasn't been hurt too bad. Uh, the one thing I would say is growth versus value, growth got hurt bad. So – uh, you got to watch for that. Maybe it's time that this, the small cap value will uh, start to pick up. Uh, some of the sentiment indicators, G10 economic surprise is becoming very, very o- oversold. And the American Association of uh, uh, Individual Investors, bullish rebound, is unlikely to become overbought, I don't think, till probably mid to late summer, if I do this right. Now, the, the pullback has triggered short-term spikes in the put-to-call ratio and the VIX, but not the trend. And if you don't know what the trend is, it's, it measures the uh, advanced decliners and advanced declining volume together, uh, which is interesting. So, the, you know, the VIX shot up, uh, you know, to 17.3. The, the put to equity uh, put to call ratio was over one, which is usually, you know, against uh, getting close to bullish. But the trend didn't move, which is, you know, kind of really interesting. Uh, so uh, long term. Cycle momentum may be peaking. You know, we get this 1734 year cycle that when they turn up, usually you have a bull market. But every four years, you got to worry about it. So maybe at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, you got to worry about it. I think in my particular case, I would consider that one of the great buying opportunities for the next 10 years. Well, we, we are seeing some of the, uh, the like the Morgan Stanley uh, corporate index, which is the uh, global markets. That broke the uptrend line. Uh, so didn't uh, the Europe broke it. Uh, the emerging markets broke hard. So there we go. The ten-year yield stopped at three percent and pulled back. It's now at two point eight percent, and the, the uh, weekly momentum uh, is unwinding to the downside. So I don't think we're going to have uh, a breakthrough three forty yet. Anyway, um, the dollar, as I said, you know, we're at some resistance in the ninety-five, ninety-six area, but. If we break through there, things could get really interesting. Uh, it would break the downtrend line, by the way, on a point and figure chart. We've already broken it on a regular chart. Oil, you know, I said we'd probably pull back to 62.63. We pulled back to 63.88, and we're up 10 bucks. So oil's for real for a while anyway. Uh, we are seeing outperformance in the micro cap, in the small cap area. We talked about this since January, so this shouldn't be a secret to you. <laughs> um, if you're in if you're in bonds, you know the senior loan and the tips and the and the uh, the and some of the zeros have been the place to be. Um, 
you know, so that's that's good. As far as different sectors, consumer staples are in the early outperformance area. So is in healthcare, some of the biotechs, and and some of the pharmaceuticals. Uh, established outperformance uh, is technology, 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 <laughs> and now real estate. We talked about you know buying yield when it's down, right? And and then market performance uh, has been utilities. The underperformance has been both mostly global healthcare and global, but. The banks came right to their 200-day moving average and turned up. That's very positive for the market. All right, we'll be right back with the bullish percent. Stay tuned. This is Smart Investor Show. I'm Tim Hayes. Stay cool. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now, 1-800-700-0833. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now, 1-800-700-0833. That's 1-800-700-0833. 1-800-700-0833. When it comes to managing your retirement, it's easy to get lost. Look to RBC Wealth Management to guide you. Our experienced, knowledgeable financial advisors will build your investment strategy by designing a plan that's tailored to your unique financial needs. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Visit rbcwealthmanagement.com. Okay, we're back. Uh, if you just tuned in, my name's Tim Hayes, and this is the Smart Investor Show. And if you heard part of it and you'd like to hear more of it, but you missed it, what you can do is on Monday, I believe around 12 o'clock, they put a recording on our podcast. So you go to WHK1420, hit podcasts, uh, local podcasts, I think it is, and go down to Tim Hayes, and there it is. Matter of fact, it goes back a whole year, so you can see what kind of calls I made over the last year and uh, have we done well? All right. Uh, there we go. Now, um, if you'd like to sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk about your portfolio, I, I met two guys this week uh, and one woman. And um, I boy, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm, I don't know if they'll ever open an account with me, but they were really nice people. Uh, boy, it, it was just amazing. Uh, and it, the, the young lady, she, I'm. I'm I'm, she's 29, she said. <laughs> uh, the young lady was by far one of the smartest people I've ever met. I mean, she she had her, her act together. And uh, she's done very well for herself. Uh, you know, she's been widowed for about 22 years now. And uh, I, I'm not going to use your name, I promise. You said I could tell your story, though. Uh, but she's done a really great job with her life. And I, uh, I she was just fascinating to talk to. So uh, hopefully we'll talk again. 
But anyway, if you'd like to have a cup of coffee, uh, give me a call, 888-223-7742. That's, you know, that's in case you're out in the boondocks. We do have a direct line. It's 216-774-8906. So 888-223-7742 at our time. It's Saturday morning. Sorry about that. Or 216. uh, I forgot the other one. (laughs) I'll get it back to you before the end of the show. It's one of those. My uh, 216-774-8906. I'm sorry. Okay, now we talk about the bullish percent. And this is our main guide for risk. Okay. It's important that you understand where you are in the risk scale when you're out there, you know, buying and selling things, okay? Or if you're just looking to to buy things. Like the best time to buy is when nobody else is buying, and the worst time to buy is when everyone's buying, all right? So this was designed by a protege of Charles Dow, a guy named Ernie Staby, and uh, he he just had, he plots the course from zero to 100. X's and O's, that's what the way they did it back then, still do it today. It's called point and figure charting. And look, uh, you don't, you, when, when you, well, let, let me just uh, explain this real quick. So there's two key areas on this chart. Over 70, that's the red zone. That's where everybody's talking about their portfolio and everybody's hot, you know, and, the, and CNBC's getting all excited. We're going to the moon. We're going to go to 10,000. We're going to 20,000. We're going to 30,000, whatever it may be. And then when you're below 30, that's the green zone. And that's when I don't get invited to parties. My, I don't get invited to Thanksgiving for, with my family, you know. <laughs> People don't want to talk to a financial guy. You know, it's, ah, that's when you should be greedy. Now, also, if you're a column of X's, you usually have the offensive team on the field. And when you're in a column of O's, that's when you have the defensive team on the field. Now, there's more to it than this because what we look at is, you know, uh, our domestic equity is the best place to be, our international equity is the best place to be, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, like back in 2007 and eight, domestic equities were the lowest form of life, okay? They were, there's no reason to be in them. And we said on the show that the money market, which was yielding 0.005%, would outperform the stock market. We said it for three months. Uh, and it worked. <laughs> so there's more to it than this, but what, this is a guide for you. And uh, so we're in a column of X's right now. We were down 2.2% last week to 54.6%. We'd reversed down at 52, so we're getting close. It'll be interesting to see if we... Uh, you know, if the holiday changes trends, uh, the over-the-counter index was down 2.2%. It's at 51, which is a great place to buy. These are pretty good places to buy here. Uh, and it won't break down to 40. The world index is at 38.6. was down another 2.8% this week. So we're getting close to the promise gland. We're getting close to, to 30. And we'll see if that happens. So there was no real changes in any of these things except for being down. Um, the over-the-counter index... Uh, high low and high low thing did reverse down in the column of O's. It was a tough week. I mean, in, you know, Monday, a lot of stocks lost, you know, a lot of momentum stocks lost momentum. And I mean, you normally when you have that kind of fall, you're, you're not going to get back up very quickly. But uh, look, domestic equities are still the number one asset classes. Foreign equities have not made the bogey check. So the relative strength versus the money market is negative. Meaning you don't want to be in international stocks. And look, I think I said this last week. Warren Buffett said the greatest mistake individual investors make is to asset allocate in a secular grand bull market. So, you know, I'll just leave it to what Warren said to, to everybody else. Uh, anyway, the 10-week you know, positive trend went into a column of O's and it went down fast. 
The high-low index went down fast. It's around 58% now. Uh, the the 10-week uh, is down at 52%. So those are sell signals. So, so you've got to be a little bit more careful. The Dow, the, uh, the small cap, the mid cap, the uh, QQQs, and the, you know, the equal weight, and the, the standard S&P 500 all went negative. Uh, they've been negative for about uh, a week now. Uh, the international equities have been n- negative. I mean, w- one group of frontier markets have been down for 14 straight weeks. That's a, that's a negative <laughs> scenario. Uh, now, what's, what, what I think is really interesting is if you look at the small cap index, you know, it, it just went straight up. Uh, now, it's given back a little bit. Uh, now, I'm talking about the S&P 500, uh, uh, S&P 600, I'm sorry, uh, the small cap index has, has really gone up quite a bit. And if you put it on a relative strength basis versus the S&P 500, it's gone quite positive. So uh, it looks like small caps are going to place to be for a while. And remember, we talked about at the beginning of the year, we were two and a half standard deviations from large caps. From I mean, from zero. From large caps, we were three and three quarters. Well, large caps have continued to go up. So they haven't gained any ground. They've gained a little bit of ground. I think it's 2.3% standard deviation. Still, that's a statistical anomaly. As far as uh, the bullish percent for different groups, um, we still have 14 groups that are positive at, at 70. Are, and I'm only going to talk about favored sectors now. You want to stay in favored sectors. It's a relative strength thing. Restaurants are at 70. You want to probably hold back on those. Uh, banks, leisure, and waste management are 64. Uh, you know, I'd wait on those a little bit. Uh Retail and healthcare are, are at 60. There's probably some good things to look in in there. Software and oil, 55. I'm seeing a lot more oil stocks. I mean, uh, one of the stocks on our global energy list, uh, Devin, had a huge option day the other day. I mean, 7,000 options. That's more than it trades in a, in a month. Uh, so there are some neat names out there. Oil, service, internet, machinery, business products, and semiconductors are at 50, although can, semiconductors lost a lot of steam. They were at 88, remember. Just two months ago. So they're getting beat up. And then biotechnologies uh, at 45, that's probably a place to look. Uh, it's in bull alert status. So you want to, uh, I mean, if it gets to bull confirmed, that would be an excellent place to be. All right. So uh, restaurants went into fa- really favored status. So you, you want, I think you've got to be careful buying those. But uh, And autos went to average. Um, I think if tariffs go away on autos, uh, Ford and GM will be interesting scenarios. Now, the the one asset, you know, we talked about currently uh, all the international non-U.S. groups in the asset uh, uh, class group have negative scores. So there's not anything inter- internationally that is positive right now versus the money market. So you want to stay away from the international markets until that turns up or until we get down around 30 uh, or in the 30s. Then we want to pay a little bit more attention. But I did see some international funds that had positive score direction. They're going the right way, uh, but they're still still too early, I think. Um, now, on the fixed income side, uh, you know, I, I thought there was some places to look. Convertible bonds, you know, uh, now if you buy an ETF, and it's like high yield bonds, when you buy ETFs here, they are not liquid. So if there's a panic, you got to be careful. Uh, that's why it's better to buy the individual bonds, in my humble opinion. But uh, uh, convertible bonds, uh, preferred stock, looks they are very liquid, so that's a good place. And then inflation-protected bonds that look really good. 
And then senior loans. That's another area that is not as, you know, senior loans are not as liquid as everybody thinks they are. The commodity indexes got beat up a little, still getting beat up. Um, uh, oil, even though it was up big, uh, still has negative monthly momentum, but it looks like it turned Friday to positive. So that at 74, after being up 10 bucks and it's just turned positive, you can tell how oversold it was. Uh, gold's, gold's been uh, negative for like 10 weeks now, and most of the commodity indexes for three or four. So if gold, gold uh, I think, broke 74 this week, which means that the, it turned positive and things are going to get real interesting there. So uh, I would bet, man, you know, those gold stocks we talked about, that'd be a good list to get t- from Tim. So just, you know, Google Tim Hayes Radio and get the uh, the oils. Um, um, some We're talking about relative strength quite a bit. Relative strength buy signals are very important. Our friends at Dorsey Wright who provide us with this information, uh, you know, a buy signal can last a long time. I mean, Danaher has, has been, you know, like 20 four or five years now in a row. So these can last a long time. American Software um, and Angio Dynamics, uh, medical products, Ceres in the biotechnology area, Libby, uh, these are low-priced stocks, so be careful, Luminex, another biotechnology, uh, Contego Oil and Gas. Remember, that was a uh, insider buy just a couple weeks ago, and it was a 10% holder. Uh, Murphy Oil, another oil company, Caladrius, uh Another biotech, uh, low price one, a prime water company. Uh, it's been a nice steady mover from like 8 to 18. So uh, Zerium Technologies, that's in basic resources, by the way. Carol's Restaurant, another restaurant. Uh, Cretiro, which is in the media and uh, also the Internet. Uh, Ultra Genetics, Pharmaceuticals, uh, National Storage, and Zenerba Pharmaceuticals. Stocks moving to a cell signal are Applied Materials, uh, Amtech Systems, Avis Budget Group, Frontier Communications, Mobile Telesystems, that's a Russian company, and Wabash National Corp. and Cheetah Mobile. Okay, so uh, what we're seeing here is um, obviously more and more uh, biotechs and more and more oil companies start to pick up. So, uh, you know, those are probably areas you want to concentrate on if if I were you. Uh, But, you know, as far as the sectors are concerned, look, why not uh, give Tim a call at 888-223-7742 and pick up the oil ideas or the dividend growth portfolio? That dividend growth por- portfolio is full of consumer staples. These guys are the dividend aristocrats. People are throwing them away just because bond yields are up. I hate to tell you this, but at a certain point, their yields grow. Bond yields don't. So people are going to figure that out sometime in the near future, and that'd be a great place. Also, the prime income list, utilities increase their dividends, and so don't REITs. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Insiders and, uh, and a little bit more of what we think. This is Smart Investor Show. I'm Tim Hayes. Yeah, I look for the light through the pouring rain. Hey, everyone. This is Brian of Fellowship Home Loans. If you could save money every month on your mortgage and put more money back into your pocket, wouldn't you want to do that? With current home values, you may be able to eliminate that PMI, reduce your monthly mortgage payments, and save hundreds of dollars a month. Give us a call at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 601-34. 
It's our honor and privilege to show respect for the men and women who have risked their lives to defend America. Hey everyone, this is Mike of Fellowship Home Loans. If you're a member of our military, you can qualify for loans up to 100% of the value. Take cash out and do all this with no PMI. Give us a call at 800-804-SAVE or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. That's 800-804-7283. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 60134. Wouldn't it be nice to keep income rolling in even long after you retire? At RBC Wealth Management, we can help you invest for the future that you want and create a personalized plan to help you create the steadfast flow of income you'll need throughout your retirement. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. Okay, we're back. If uh, you just tuned in, uh, my name's Tim Hayes. This is Smart Investor Show. And if you uh, missed part of the show and you'd like to hear it all, you can go to WHK1420. And on Monday, eh, about 1 o'clock, uh, they'll podcast this again. Okay? Uh, it's especially helpful if it's midnight and you're staring up at the ceiling and you can't go to sleep. Just go to the radio or go to your, you know, put your headphones on. And uh, listen to me for about half an hour. You'll be snoozing in no time. <laughs> anyway, uh, now we talk about insiders, and then we're going to talk about a little what Tim thinks and what Tim sees and all that good stuff. And look, uh, insiders are important. They're very early, and we only look, look for the big names, uh, the big buys, okay? Because the bigger the buy, the better. Or the more consistent buys. You know, for example, the guys that develop, uh, uh, developers diversified here in town. Auto, uh, Auto Alexander is bought again this week. He's been he's bought like eight weeks in a row. Now, let me tell you about the last group that did this, American Asset Trust, AAT. We started talking about that stock at 26. It's now 36 and has a 5% dividend. Not bad, huh? Not bad at all. So when these guys start to buy, pay attention, all right? Now, here's one that's interesting. It's called THL Credit. And there's a gentleman who's the CEO and the CFO, and he bought five times last week, $149,000 each time. This is just a $7 stock, but it was a $10 stock. And then he bought another just Friday at $116,000. So uh, that's that's uh, not chump change. And, it, you know, you like to see the guy continue to buy, 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 buy. Uh, also, um, we... We had uh, our friends at Opco, uh, you know, where Dr. Frost pretty much buys every day. <laughs> we had 10 insider buyers, all execs, uh, who bought the stock on a fairly regular basis. And uh, that's that's very interesting simply because Dr. Frost and the CFO and a couple directors have been buying almost every day. Uh, and, and, you know, you look for stuff like that because it's, obviously important uh foldham uh there's a group that's been buying them for some time they own a they're 10 percent owner they just bought another three hundred and ten thousand shares that's uh, really kind of interesting i think uh, you want to look for those um also terraform uh t-e-r-p is the symbol uh brookfield asset management 
who owns 60, they purchased 60,975,000 shares at around 10 bucks. They, they ended their holdings at 136,000. So they basically doubled their position. Brookfield Asset Management is pretty smart money. So that's uh, uh, Terraform Power. All right. Uh, Esperian Therapeutics just got hammered from 75 down to 38. And Biotech Target, which is a uh, company that buys biotechs and is fairly good at it, from what I understand, a 10% owner, bought another 2.23 million shares. And then Apollo uh, Endosurgery uh, at a new high. The, one of the directors bought 1.9 million shares, and the CEO bought 399. Now, what's interesting about that is the CEO and that director, are they got so much, so much stock, they could choke a very large bull elephant with it, okay? So you love to see... Guys, even in a new high, going out and buying the stock when they have a ton of it already. So that's an interesting one. And here's a real interesting one. Carl Icahn bought Energy Corporation. It's basically at a new high. by bought $14,376,000 worth. So that ain't chump change. Uh, now, uh, I have another uh, name, and I can't figure out what it is because I forgot to write it down. <laughs> I'll give it to you next week. Uh, anyway, uh, so insiders are usually early. Uh, put them on your watch list and, uh, you know, take it from there. All right. Now, I had some of people ask me, uh, you know, what's going on here? And I, Look, holidays change trends. Memorial, since Memorial Day, where we, where we closed at 2550, uh, 25,500 on the Dow, you know, I, I said that Bob Dickey was talking about this being a, a area of resistance. He hit it right on the head. I mean, he was perfect. So so we, we've had the weakness, uh, which has been growing in a number of previous market-leading stocks. And the overseas in, in indexes is contributing to a pullback in the major U.S. indexes this week. And, I, I you know, look, we could be headed back to yearly low levels. And I think what we're going to do is we have this uh, support on the Dow, at 23,500. As long as we hold that, we're going to be trading between that and probably 25,5. So you're going to have a 200 point or, or 2,000 point move back and forth. So what you want to be doing is buying when we get closer to the bottom. And we're close. We're not there yet. I think we finished at 24. Uh, um, I can't remember the exact number. It was, uh, let me see. It was uh, 24,450. And, you know, Nike was up big on Friday, you know, just had a huge uh, um, quarter. So uh, I think Nike was, you know, up eight or nine bucks and it was like 180 points of the Dow. So but when you get closer to 2350 area, you want to be, you know, kind of aggressive buying. Uh, but, you know, if that 2350 area does not hold, then, you know, we have to think about it again. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's something that you have to consider and. uh but the recent trading activity in different stock groups suggests that, you know, we could pull back uh, even further over the next couple of weeks, although we do have July 4th coming up. Now, the market slows considerably, all right? From July 4th on, most portfolio managers are in the Hamptons or in Cape Cod or the Nantucket and uh, the East Coast. On the West Coast, you know, they're hanging out on the beach so uh, or they're in Hawaii if there's any left of, anything left of Hawaii. So you want to be a little bit more careful in, in what you're buying. Now, look, let's talk about fixed income for a little bit. Um, you know, people have been buying the convertibles and the preferreds, which I think 
highly of. We've been talking about that. You know, you're, we have preferreds out there for those people who want fixed income. And we, we publish this list pretty regularly. So if you'd like it, give us a call. Uh, the high yield market, you got to remember, is a not very liquid market. So when you buy an ETF or you buy a mutual fund, uh, you're probably going to see some wild swings. Okay. So uh, count on that. And, you know, high yield tends to be more, uh, it's a stock market surrogate, shall we say. It's not as volatile as the stock market, but it can get pretty volatile. Uh, international sovereign debt has really fallen off the map and, 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 uh, Inflation protected debt has moved up, uh, you know, above is now number three on the list. So, you know, for those who are fixed income, that's the areas I'd concentrate on. But, you know, even with the the Fed raising rates, um, we still have financial conditions that are some of the easiest we've ever had in history. So uh, you got to remember that. I mean, you look at the the um, the Bloomberg uh, stuff, and you look at the uh, you know the Chicago Fed adjusted national financial conditions index, and we're still pretty loose as far as money is concerned, so I don't think we have anything to worry about. Well, they added Walgreens last week to and, and dropped GE, so naturally GE was up 8%, and Walgreens was down 9%. Uh, Walgreens took a hit because uh, it looks like Amazon's getting into the uh, prescription business. Now, just remember, uh, Amazon has straight up now, okay? So be careful with that one, but they can't sell narcotics and they can't sell bios, so... Uh, you know, there it's. You, there's only a certain amount you can get from them. Maybe they can file for that. I don't know, but uh, they can't do it yet. So they beat up, uh, uh, you know, Walgreens within three days of it. Uh, I think it is the second day it entered the Dow. <laughs> uh, good call on that. And if we look at dynamic asset level investing, which our friends from Dorsey Wright provide us with, you know, small caps are still in the lead. Large cap growth is second. Mid cap growth became third this week. Uh, mid-cap blend is only one vote behind it, just so you know. But the down-and-out stocks are the large-cap value and small-cap value. Although this week we did see small-cap value pick up some steam against uh, small-cap growth, although nothing that is significant yet where we have to make a call. Uh, but, you know, you, you've got to remember that. The consumer staple stocks started hitting my scans again this week in a big way, in a very, very big way. But... I told you, I, 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 if I buy dividends, I want to buy them when the yield's up. So, you know, they, they've made a move. I mean, look, when I first started talking this, Pepsi was 99 bucks. It's 108 now. That's a pretty big move. All right? Uh, you know, so you, you want to pay attention to what you're doing when you're buying these things. Let them come back to you. Uh, usually they do. You know, uh, we, have 12, we have 14 of the, the 40 uh, sectors in the uh, – the Dorsey Wright system are currently in a column of X's, which is positive. So uh, the over-the-counter index, I think, is the most positive because it's it's at 50 and it turned into a column of X's. That's what I'd be looking for. So small cap growth is where you want to be. And look, the bank stocks, a lot of the bank stocks went right to their 200-day moving average and turned up. The Feds helped them a little bit, allowing people like Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan to increase their dividend and increase their buybacks. Uh, a couple of the brokerage firms got got nailed by them, but I still think they're going to go up as a group. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, you want to buy things when they're down. Banks have been down for a while. Uh, it might be time to uh, tiptoe back in there. Um, and, uh, well, that's, you know, as of now, what, what, what would I do? All right, look, we got this 23,500 on the Dow as our kind of our 
uh, support area. So you'd be watching that level very close. The closer you get to it, the better. Uh, if we break through that, you know, if it break through it hard, then we got a problem. But look, in the meantime, you know, if you're a dividend player out there, the dividend growth portfolio is a great place to be. Uh, we have this new, you know, we have the two new uh, reports I talked about. One was our quarterly update on the healthcare sector, and the other is our our big big new report out, which is uh, you know our Imagine twenty twenty five portfolio. And uh, the, look, this could be volatile. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, you know, th- you're looking out seven years instead of what analysts do on a two to three year basis. So uh, you want to be a little bit more careful with that. But anyway. Uh, you know, our top ideas, our small cap ideas, these are all still good. I highly recommend them. Our oil ideas, a lot of them look really, really good, okay? So that's where I'd be concentrating on. It's You know, if you, if you want our preferred list or our bond list, our, you know, municipals, municipals are yielding more than treasuries, okay? And they're tax-free from both state and federal tax. And you get the Columbus bonds, and they're AAA rated, all right? So... Uh, there's, we had a whole list of those in Ohio. If you'd like to see them, uh, I'm, I'm seeing people tiptoe back into the municipal bond market. Believe me, I think interest rates may be lower for longer, a lot longer. Uh, cause I, and I, and I've got, I've shown everybody that's coming to my office why I think that is very scientific. In the meantime, it's hot. Stay cool. Have a great weekend. Uh, I'm going to go out and play some golf and, uh, and I'm, and my wife and I are, I don't know, we're contemplating going to Blossom. So have a great weekend. This is Smart Investor Show. I'm Tim Hayes. Remember, buy low, sell high. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Smart Investor Hour. To reach Tim during the week, call him toll-free, 888-223-7742. That's 888-223-7742. Or visit his website. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.